it's really relaxing. Are we testing can, audio, or is this is this part of the podcast? Or is this like a weird <laughs> confession? <laughs> uh, oh, oh yeah, the podcast started like ten minutes ago. Okay. Oh, indeed. Awesome. Greetings. My name is Nathan Perry. I'm a part of the communications team here at the IPHC headquarters. During YouthQuest, I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with Stephen Jones, SMAT team leader, and Shama, who was the host of this year's YouthQuest. Here is our conversation. You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast, YouthQuest edition. I'm Nate Perry, here with SMAT team leader, Stephen Jones, and we have a special guest with us today, Shama. How's it going, guys? Going, going great, yeah. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah. So, before we kick off and, I guess, get into some more questions, um... I wanted to ask you guys, how do you think YouthQuest is going so far uh, this year? We've had a great event from our uh, interaction with the students. Everyone seems to be having a good time. The Fine Arts Festival is going really well. Lots of great entries. Uh, really, I heard one comment from a couple of folks just walking down the hall. They didn't know I was listening. They just said, we are really encouraged about the future of our church if this is what our church is producing. Uh, just talking about the students and their ministry gifts and what they were doing. Uh, our service last night was powerful. Casey Doss brought a great word. Our worship team, always good. Uh, I was really thrilled to bring Shama in. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I was thrilled to bring Shama in. Um, he, he made a great addition to our service, brought a lot of fun. Um, what I was most excited about, and I'm saying this to his face, I say it to anybody, is that he brings a, a, a really neat element of expertise. <laughs> That, uh, that this generation is looking for, podcasting, for sure. video casting, vlogging, all of that stuff. And he's he's been successful at it, and he's demonstrating that, yes, you can do this. And this is, you know, this is our, hey, we've got someone that really knows what they're doing. You can be doing. a homeschool graduate, a Bible school uh. graduate, a Pentecostal-raised <laughs> kid, and make good content. Yes, <laughs> yes, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. it was, I just, I'm thrilled that... Um, that I can point to him as a model mm-hmm. for our students. He's someone that they can look up to and say, if that's what you want to be, then then he's someone who can help you. I appreciate it. Man, I say... <laughs> Did he get too Those fast too weighty, soon? weighty, weighty words to put on me. No, I'm just excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I was telling you earlier and Meredith, uh, Stephen, that I was like, yeah, I wish more people thought, you know, knew that I just did stuff, you know, if they they would invite me to do stuff. So when you invited me, I was like, man, I, I definitely want to be here. And this weekend's just been awesome. And especially just getting to see like-minded people. I love being around creatives too. So from the guys that we've been working with, Stefan and everybody else, and also just the students who are, you know, singing and playing instruments. A kid came up to me, he was like, dude, I play guitar, piano, and drums, and I'm competing this weekend. And I was like, man, you are like, <laughs> keep it up. I don't know what else to tell you. You know what I mean? Just keep it up. So I just love the energy and the excitement and you know, just being in the same place with a purpose is, is awesome. So Stephen, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about um, this year, uh, where we're at in Jacksonville. What was the um, draw to Jacksonville and what brought YouthQuest here this year? Well, our folks uh, really seem to appreciate a, a, a coastal location. Um, our, our folks really enjoy East Coast locations, frankly, and that's just a statement of fact. Uh, even my Oklahoma folks and Texas folks, like, hey, when are we going back to the beach? You know, so, okay, let's go to the beach. <laughs> so our, yeah. our people don't understand. Thank you for, first of all, giving me this platform to say some of this, but uh, I don't know if folks really understand the footprint that YouthQuest has. Um, these kinds of hotels are not spread out all over the United States right. that have breakout space for 500 plus people. 
and have multiple of those breakout spaces and a large stage venue uh, and enough rooms to house 1,700, 1,800 room nights. So it's, it's, it's a weird kind of, you have to have a lot of different check marks to get the location that works. And uh, General Conference was held here several, several, several years ago. And it was a great success then. And uh, uh, Terry Fowler, who's in the GSO office, he and I came together and he found this location and brought me in and we looked at it and we felt like it was a good fit. And so far it has been. Um, I don't have any reason to believe it won't be in two days when this is all over. But yeah. so far, you know, the, the students enjoy being in the same in the hotel and then just go down to the bottom and go right into the meeting space. And it's there's lots of food options. Everything has really been convenient this year from my perspective. Yeah, and it seems like uh, this city is, is growing. And, I mean, there's construction happening all around. So oh, being here over the next couple of years seems like it's even going to uh, have more options to – uh, for people to uh, explore and uh, get involved with around the city. Yeah. Definitely. General Conference will be here in 2021. Um, and, of course, we'll be here again next year in 2020. So, yeah, we'll have a lot of time to get to know the people of this city and the and the, and the the best restaurants. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, chicken shawarma place. <laughs> I actually don't know where south is, but yeah. I'm assuming it's south. Yeah. Well, it's a Caribbean restaurant, too, that I found, but now we're not talking food, right? <laughs> or that Thai food place. It. No, we're not going to talk about food. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, over the past couple of years, we've had a little bit of change up in the SMAT team. And you as a SMAT team leader, um, can you give us a little bit of insight on uh, the couple new members that you've brought into the SMAT team? Well, I'm excited to announce that our, our most recent addition, well, there's two recent additions that we're talking about. First of all, Meredith joined us uh, before the end of last year. Meredith came on late fall. Uh, she was already working in discipleship ministries. Uh, and she transitioned uh, into student ministry. She was already in the in the creative side uh, of all that discipleship ministries does, but she took on the role of student ministries specifically. Um, and she's doing a phenomenal job. I love Meredith uh, beyond just her ability, but who she is as a person. Um, she and I resonate very well together. Uh, after the first of the year, we brought on Josh Kessner. Josh Kessner is a full-time youth pastor at the Christian Life Church in Salem, Virginia. Uh, he's been doing student ministry for several years, uh, got his, a master's degree in counseling, um, just as a, an intellectual but also a very approachable youth pastor. And uh, sometimes those things don't go together. Um, it's, it's, it's a really neat way to bring on these guys, to bring experience, to bring expertise, but to also bring just a sense of relationship. That's been big. During our conversation, Stephen had to end up leaving so he could watch his youth group participate in the Fine Arts Festival. Okay. We good. Okay. We'll cut it together. We good. good. If you got time after, just come back and we're still recording. Okay, no problem. Cool. So, uh, so Shama, a lot of people know you from your various hit videos on YouTube, including the VeggieTales remix, Homeschool Anthem, how you faked preaching in tongues. <laughs> Uh, but can you give us uh, some insight into who you are and what you do? So my name is Shama. Uh, I grew up as a missionary kid. Um, man, I'm 27 years old. Got married last year. Uh, just had a baby a couple of weeks ago, uh, probably like 10, 11 days before Youth Quest. So I'm excited to be here. Um, I love my wife and my our, our baby. His name is Ezra, and he's a cool little kid. Uh, and started off just making content. I think I'd just tell everybody that, you know, it's just sort of like, I just started off making videos for the internet, just for anybody. And 
uh, right now, since it's been five, six years, I think all the videos that I made are terrible. <laughs> Even though some people will reference them, they're like, that was so funny. I'm like, man, I know. But um, so ever since then, I went to Bible college, went to Holmes Bible College, uh, graduated from there, and I just did a lot of video in between then and now worked for a church and did video for a church and friends and, you know, if a friends uh, needed some videos for his company or something, I'd help him out and uh, worked for a video production company in Greenville called Let People See. Shout out to Let People See and the team over there, Brank and everybody else. Love you guys, Stephen Talmadge. Uh, recently stepped away to uh, to pursue freelance. So right now I direct, produce, and, and edit and write a lot of content. So I'm excited, man. And in the meantime, from then working at Let People See until now, I've made, yeah, we put out Chick-fil-A song, the Veggie Tales remix, um, church aerobics, and just a bunch of other stuff that I am very proud of. Um, and I've collaborated and teamed up with some awesome people um, who are producers, directors of photography, editors, colorists, comedians, and they're just awesome. And, and the team called the After School Program is, man, we've just made some great stuff, and I'm excited. Gotcha. So the After School Program, is uh, that exclusively your channel, or is it a collaborative so channel? So that is, yeah, right now, it, w it started off as my channel, and it was called Shamalama, but we changed it over to the After School Program. So now it's, yeah, it's a collaborative channel. Okay. Where, uh, yeah, we just produce content under that umbrella together. Yeah, so I guess uh, what projects do you have uh, coming up in the future that you can talk about? Uh, I'm oh, sure you got a man. lot on your plate coming up. Yeah, so we're just we're just writing stuff. We're writing stuff, and we have a couple of stuff in the works right now. Um, as you know, you're in production. You you're always working on something, but right, yeah. you have to pick one thing to go. Okay, we're gonna do this thing. So we have a couple of songs that we're gonna remix. Uh, I'll tell you off air, but we have a couple of songs okay. that we want to remix, and we have a couple of sketches. We have really decided on me and the, the guys that I work with have decided on making uh on qu quality over quantity so whereas we could put out a video a week we're like hey let's put our heads together put our heads down and team up and work on you know like a really cool video and put all our resources towards it and uh promote it at the time when when it's right when it comes out and right do that so yeah I think a lot of people are going to appreciate that yeah um one of the cool things that I thought about as these videos come out it really becomes a great resource for youth ministries and churches to have videos to show to their youth groups yeah. that are fun and creative and can give ideas to the students to uh, pursue those creative outlets. And I think that's awesome. There is a um, there's a gentleman, I, I don't know his name, so but this quote isn't mine, but I, I heard a long time ago when I was learning improv um, at Alchemy Improv in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, shout out to Alchemy, uh, I heard a quote that said, make people laugh, and while their mouths are open, pour in truth. And oh, like so, that. man, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. So comedy, in a way, you do get to convey truth, and you do get to, you know, air quotes, get away with a lot of things. Um, but in the end, you know, you are conveying truth, and, and we are very kind of protective, and we are uh, we're always trying to, like, whittle what's going to be funny and what's going to be poignant and what's going to be enjoyed by not only church people, but unchurched people or people who have heard of somebody in church. So we're trying to make stuff that uh, doesn't just make fun of our own, right. but we do it in a way where it's it's fun, everybody can enjoy it, and hopefully nobody is offended. And that's that's a hard kind of, that's a hard yeah. beam to, to balance on, but I'm, I'm glad that we've, uh, I guess we've done it well according to the response so far. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Uh, 
one point something million views yeah. on your VeggieTales yeah, man. song. I, I remember actually <laughs> watching that video, never thinking I would actually meet you yeah. or run into you at an event. Uh, and I remember showing my nieces like while we were driving them around and just them loving it. So I mean, this is pretty cool. Dude, that's uh, to great. You started up. I mean, you made videos, right? Did you ever make YouTube videos growing up? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. So, it's one of those things where, yeah, I guess like it's crazy in a way being air quotes like an outlier now but i'm like come on we've we i've done it i had an iphone channel you, you know what i mean like oh, yeah. we, we've all made the things i had the the what is it the flip video dude the did little, you heart, the little usb stick yeah. <laughs> flicks out i was so jealous of people who had those flip cameras man i remember they gave one away at a conference at a youth conference that i was at and i like in my heart of hearts i was like i need to win that <laughs> that would up my vlogging games so, you know what i mean yeah so, yeah, it's, it's been cool, man. It's, it's, it's cool hearing people go, man, I watched that, and I knew this, and I heard that. Because, one, like I, I, we're kind of playing into, I release all of our, our videos on Sunday just because I'm like, everybody's together on Sunday. I know yeah. our people. We eat together on Sunday. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, so that's been fun, but getting people, you know, watching, going so many different places, and people be like, oh, I love this song, found it on our own. I'm like, wow, what's, it's crazy. That's a true testament to uh, the internet. And uh, to VeggieTales and the whole team over there for making stuff something that uh, decades later we're still like, yep, I remember that tuba. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, totally. Yep, I remember those characters. And it's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, what is one video? I guess uh, looking back from all the videos we've made, the YouTube videos, what's one that you look back and think, oh man, like your most like cringe-worthy video? Oh man. Oh, <laughs> oh man. See, when I say this, I'm going to go delete them. So I hope you know that, right? Like, I'm <laughs> right, not, once I say fast. it. Uh, no, I, I just, I would do stuff where I recorded vlogs just in my living room. And, and I think I did stuff where I was like, oh, I, you know what I mean? Like, how I'm going to, I think I made a video called How I'm Going to Propose. And, uh, dude, I'm 20, like, look, I'm 27. I don't believe anything that I said. You know what I mean? <laughs> I proposed in, in a beautiful park in, in Charleston, South Carolina, my wife, Grace. Uh, and uh, so now, like, I think I remember that video years later, like after we had been married. So watching that video, I was like, what the, what was I thinking? What? <laughs> no, I didn't. But it's just one of the things where you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It was just being goofy, of course, but even the goofiness in and of itself, I'm like, too far. How old were you when you started, started releasing YouTube videos? I think I started frequently. Uh, that was 2012, so I was about 20. Yeah. Um, and I was in college, but, you know, I didn't – I grew up in Tanzania. So, I mean, we had cameras and we made stuff there, but we didn't really have the internet. Okay. So kind of discovering – and my brother, um, Phil, was like, dude, you need to you know put up videos on YouTube. And I was like, what? And he explained – the whole concept of YouTube to me and video, you know what I mean? And I was like, what? And so, yeah, that was it, man. Just started making stuff. So I, I nice. felt like I just had, I have so many ideas. And I need to pull them, put them all out, which I mean, sure do that. But at the same time, you know, some keep some to yourself. Yeah. No, I have <laughs> a, I have a uh, DVD collection. Cause I would make my videos, put them on DVD. Yeah. And I have what I call like the, the lost tape. <laughs> and there's some, <laughs> That are so incredibly embarrassing. I cannot yeah. bear to ever put on YouTube. But oh, I put them on man. DVD. Like, we still finished it and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah. It's a weird time where I'm like, I'm like, man, th my kids are going to grow up. And in the future, they're going to be like, you know, now, I, you know, like, so my parents, my family's from Africa, like I said. 
there is anything that I hear about my grandparents is through somebody, you know, through an uncle or, you know, my mom. Uh, my dad passed away, but my mom or somebody else who knew them, like, hey, tell me about this person. Um, and then they tell me, but now I'm like, if my kids or my grandkids want to know about me, they just got to type in Shyamalan. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Watch it on like their they'll know everything. Their glasses, their VR headset, or their contact lens, or whatever it'll be in the future. That's awesome. Um, so you mentioned before that your your parents are missionaries. Um, that uh, you grew up in Africa. Uh, can you give us a little insight on, um, I guess, kind of your connection to the IPHC. We're at an IPHC conference. Uh, you mentioned in a service that uh, this is your first uh, youth quest, quest to yeah. be at, um, and you grew up in the IPHC. So can you give us a little backstory on that? Yeah. So I was born in Tanzania in 20, ni- huh, 20 in 1992, and two years later, um, my that same year, my dad moved to the U.S. And when he moved here, he lived in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, and he this, as the story goes, he went to a ch- he went to two churches on a Sunday morning, and the first church that he went to <clears throat> was a was a was an African American church, and my dad had a very had a had a very thick African accent, and so he he also had trouble understanding a lot of American English, and so he went to an African American church that Sunday morning, and he said, I just I didn't understand anything they said, and uh and then he went to he went to a PH church Sunday night. And that night, it was Pastor Raven and Jewel Stewart were the pastors of the church. And uh, he, he was like, I understood what they said. And he just started <laughs> going there. And uh, so that was 1992. And in 94, um, that church, Pastor Raven and Jewel, and the church there in Alabama helped um, my mom, my older brother, and myself move to the U.S. Because my dad had moved here alone to, uh, to pursue um, a degree in in ministry and so two years later uh, unbeknownst to us i guess we you know we just thought maybe we'll, we'll we'll be there i was two so i didn't really know so two years later we moved to the u.s and um we just attended we went to this church um cornerstone oh, oh it was called no it was oak mountain oak mountain church oak mountain cornerstone church in a, i think it's the cornerstone conference so oak mountain church in alabama and we attended there um yeah for just as long as i can remember and then the pastor and his wife, Pastor Raven and Ms. Jewel, moved to Florence, South Carolina, and we followed them to Florence, South Carolina. This, the church that they worked at there had a school, and uh, my parents were like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come there. We came and visited for Thanksgiving one year, and the next summer, I think we moved there, and we followed them. We kept on going to, attended a PH church there with them, too, and then during that time, my, my dad used to always say, you know, we're going to be missionaries. We're going to go back to Tanzania. We're going to go back to Tanzania. And uh, we didn't know how, when, or where. And um, our pastor um, introduced my parents to World Missions Ministries, which is you know just a division of I, which is more than it's a division of IPHC that facilitates missionaries and mission work. And uh, my parents interviewed, and applied, and interviewed, and flew to Oklahoma multiple times yeah. um, for that process, and they became missionaries and. That was around 2000, 2001, and in 2003, um, my family, my parents, my older brother, and my younger sister moved back to Tanzania, and wow. we planted a church. We moved there in August, and we planted a church in December of that year in Tanzania, Ebenezer Church right there in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and man, I grew up working at that church. 
Um, we moved to different locations. So I set up chairs and tore down chairs and set up sound systems and tore down sound systems and helped build the pillars and put the roof on and walls and dig or do whatever. And when I turned 18, I moved to, I graduated, I was homeschooled while I was in Tanzania. And when I turned 18, moved back to the U.S. and I went to Holmes Bible College, which is a PH church. Well, PH uh, College right. in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. And yeah, that's where I've been till now. Yeah. Moved to Greenville thinking that I was passing through and I ended up just kind of arriving, man. Grew on me. Yeah. So how was your time at Holmes? It was awesome, man. It was awesome. Met great people, interesting people, and uh, met some great professors. And uh, it, it was it was just a joy, man. I, I learned so much about the Bible and ministry and uh, is, is just invaluable to, uh, to who I was um, and to who I am today. I just think, man, I, I, I look at people now, <clears throat> I meet people in ministry now and I'm like, man, I, I hope you have, uh, you know, a good um, educational foundation to last in it. You know what I mean? Just because right. not saying that every, not everybody does, but yeah, there is just, there is just, you need like that layer of, of depth and you need people around you and you need to talk about difficult conversation, you know, have difficult, difficult conversations and learn a lot of things. And, and Holmes definitely, definitely was that place for me. So that's awesome. That's awesome that the IPHC just has uh, these resources available oh, yeah. uh, to, I mean, thousands of kids that want to get involved in, and can pursue those paths. That's really for sure. cool. So can you tell us what it was like growing up for the majority, I guess, in Africa and then coming over, uh, to the United States after being in Africa for so long, uh, what was that adjustment like? Man, so we would come back to, which is, this is almost like not coming back at all, but we would come back to the States for two or three months uh, every year or two. But as you know, the U.S. is, like, you, you've been, once you go to a different country, coming back to the U.S., everything is just goes 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah, totally. If, being in a third world country... So we would be there and we'd do mission work and then um, we'd come back during a summer. And it was just three months where I remember me and my siblings where we're young and we just we loved we loved our youth ministry. I mean, so there was a there was a big like I feel like I've always told people like, man, part of my heart's in the mission field and part of my heart's here and my church home where I grew up. So you're just kind of being divided. And I talk to missionary kids and that's one of the issues, too, is just sort of like you grew up in so many different places and you make so many different friends. So we'd leave Tanzania and we'd leave our friends and we'd be in the U.S. and then we wouldn't be able to get involved in, we wouldn't be able to do much here, but we just try to learn and, and, and figure out what everybody else was doing and try to do some fun stuff and itinerate. And then we'd go back to Tanzania. So, man, it was just different. I, I just remember one thing was, was one thing that I learned that was awesome was just kind of like, man, like figuring out a lot of things, like the highs were were high and you know the lows were low but at the same time kind of figuring like man this like this isn't it um and this isn't it so i just remember one time i was in tanzania a couple of days before i flew it was like a day before i flew back to the u.s um i was at my friend's house and we were all eating um it was stiff porridge and um and sardines on a mat outside you know and it was just amazing. We're under outside under a tree. It was like four or five of us, and we're just eating and talking. And my friends, you know, they were, they grew up without, you know, him and his family. And, and I just, it was just the best time. It was an awesome time. And then I walked home. It was probably, I lived three or four miles away from his house, and I would walk home. And then, so that was one day. And I remember like two days later, like I got, I 
went home, slept, woke up, got on plane, got on two or three planes, flew, landed in South Carolina. I remember like two days, like two or three days later, I was at a buffet in South wow. Carolina. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of thinking like, what, what, what is my life? What is, what is this world? Do you know what I mean? Here I go, you know, with people and then here I am doing this and then I'm working, then I'm working a job and I was in college. So it's just different, man. It's, it's different. So. It's just crazy. It's it's this you you end up having just this very vivid perspective of the world and culture and uh and stuff. So yeah. No, it's that's cra- awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Sharing that. It's like a different lens, man. It's just like viewing life through a different lens. I'm even thinking talking about it, I'm thinking about it right now. I was just there, me and my wife went to Tanzania earlier this year, and it's one of those things where I'm like, What? Where? Wow. And then we're back here and I'm like, What? Okay, it's kind of knowing that it exists. I mean, we all know that it does, but being there really, really kind of solidifies it. And then seeing the, you know, the work that people are doing, the ministry that's happening there, and everything else, and then coming back here and seeing everything. It's just encouraging, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Dude, for sure, man. So you went to Holmes uh, for ministry. Yeah. Um, specifically, I guess, was it? Uh, biblical- Christ- Christian ministry. Christian yeah, pastoral ministry. Pastoral studies. Pastoral studies. Um, I actually had a similar background, went to Southwestern for uh, pastoral ministry and biblical literature, and it's kind of similar how uh, I'm now working in media, graphic design, photography, that type of thing, graphic, uh, and uh, went to school for pastoral ministry, right. but here I am doing media, um, and you're kind of in the same boat. Yeah. I went to school for pastoral, pastoral ministry, yeah. <laughs> and now you're also doing media, so... Uh, for those who, I guess, are in similar boats, um, maybe it's kind of niche, I'm not sure, uh, but can you kind of speak to that? Um, because for a long time I struggled with, is media oh, ministry? Man, man. Because, I mean, I've been yeah. studying the Bible, I've been <laughs> learning right. theology, systematic theology, but here I am doing like graphic design and photography, and for a while I struggled with that, like, yeah. this is not what I planned my life to be, but as I started to go through that process and like, yeah, this is ministry. So for those who are, I guess, um, are called to ministry, but they're not serving in a way that maybe looks like the quintessential ministry. Yeah. Can you kind of speak to that? I guess, if that makes sense, man. So there's a quote that, um, a friend of mine said, Chris Brank, he told me a couple of years ago, cause I was struggling with the same thing where I, had uh, I actually <laughs> I was a youth pastor at a, at a church and I got let go, <laughs> let oh, wow. go slash step down, and it was one of those things where I was like, man, you know, and there was just a parting of ways there, and then I was doing you know media and all of this, and and then I started this job, um, and then I delivered pizza for a long time. Oh, in dude, between I didn't there. say, dude, did you? Really? <laughs> yeah, I really did. Girl, I was, I was, uh, I don't, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, uh, uh, or get into your story You're too much, good. but uh, I was planning a church in Kentucky. Yeah. I was the lead pastor, and I was working at Amazon, standing 10 hours a day. Oh, man. Couldn't take it. Started delivering pizzas. Yeah. Oh, dude, so dude, I know exactly it is, what you mean. <laughs> it is, I mean, honestly, I don't know. It's a tangent. But it was such a great job just because I remember listening to so many podcasts and audiobooks. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, this is good. And so there was a, I mean, there was just a conundrum, just a internal dilemma of man do i do this do i do that and then you know my growing up in ministry as well i remember my dad used to introduce us as uh he'd go these are my kids ellie fadili ellie shama lydia and uh, i'm raising ministers they're missionaries and so 
to uh, to not fit in 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 a, in a ministry position um, after finishing Bible college was was yeah it was it was tough man it was weird um, and yeah I, then I was talking to my friend so back to the quilt my friend told me um, Mr. Chris he just said you know life is he told me. It sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. He goes, life is just bouncing from one thing to the other. And, uh, and I was like, man, you know, and I quote that all the time. And I think it's so important. So in a way, think about that now where I delivered, you know, I delivered pizza and I worked for church or whatever. I just, in my brain, I thought, oh, I'm going to be the person who works for the church in youth ministry, might end up becoming like a, the youth leader. I'm becoming an associate pastor, a senior pastor. I'm going to get married, going to have two kids, going to buy a house. We're going to vacation at the beach one for a week every single year. We're going to do ministry. I might move to a different church, move to a different church, work at that church, vacation at the beach once a year with my family. My kids are going to graduate. Hopefully they get into ministry. So I had like this plan, and Mm -hmm. the plan that I had was also what I've seen other people fulfill, you know, kind of live out. And I thought, oh, that's what I want to do too. And I was like, that's you know, it's a great it's a great plan. I went to ministry. What do you do after you go to ministry? If you go to Bible college, ministry. pastor, yeah, yeah, you go into ministry. So, and then you know, Chris told me that he's like, you know, life is just bouncing from one thing to another. He goes, you know, you know, you, you do a thing for a while, and then God moves you to something else. And so it's not as much bouncing as it is being, you know, being moved from one thing to another. Um, and and yeah, you know, you you are where God wants you to be. And uh, sometimes, in a way, anytime now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. whenever I have an idea, when things didn't go my way, I'm like, oh, man. Then I'm like, well, what did I have in mind? Because whatever I had in mind was prob- probably trivial to what God has in store for me, right. you know? Um, yeah, so it's just one of those things, man, wherever you are, I think everything that you learn or everything that you do is beneficial to, to who you are. My dad used to always say, you know, you're somewhere for a reason and for a season, you know, reason and season. So I used to remember quoting that. I worked at a restaurant in Greenville, and I thought, reason and season. I delivered pizza, and I thought, man, reason and season. And uh, and then same thing, and I, and I left, you know, I step, was let go slash stepped down at a church, and I just thought, man, this is a, I guess this is also for a reason and season. And um, picked up a camera, and I'm working for a company where we're making videos, and I thought, man, I'm not... And at the, time, the job was great, but, you know, we're traveling. I remember traveling, and all the places were cool. We're eating at nice restaurants and staying in nice hotels. And I've been to New York, however, many times. And it was awesome. And uh, and I just thought, you know, this is also for a reason and for a season. And, yeah, part of me was like, yeah, I, I betrayed. I'm not in ministry. And I'd talk to people, and people would use language like, you know, when are you going to get back into ministry? And, yeah, part of it was just realizing, man, like, yeah, I have been, been moved from one thing to another. And where I'm at is, you know, where God wants me to be. If I wasn't, you know, he'd smite me or move me or you know do whatever, because yeah. um, I'm, I'm I'm open and I, and I and I I want to be obedient to his will. So yeah, wh- whatever you're doing, it it is, it is because God wants you to do it. God wants you there. And uh, in a way, some people think, well, that's not real ministry because real ministry is is being on stage and preaching or singing and leading and crying. But then you think, well, who who's who are the people who make the websites and right. you know yeah. photos and videos and all these different aspects that we love but we just don't think any work goes into them you know i think i'm reminded like i remember uh um i met a young lady who wanted to be a mortician one time and uh 
and a mortician. I don't know if anybody knows. If y'all don't know, it's people who work at funeral homes, yeah. funeral homes, and work with, you know, deceased people, uh, dead people. And uh, I just remember thinking, you are so weird. You are. That is what a weird <laughs> little girl you are. And then I just remember, I remember thought, I, I, oh, people need to be called to do that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm not called to do that. <laughs> to me, I just thought. That's crazy. Who would want to do that? And I thought, oh, somebody has to want to do that. So, and that, yeah, that's that's one thing that I always think of. Man, that's a long way to answer that question, but no, that's great. You, I think you do the things you 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 deliver pizza, and you wait tables, and then you pick up a camera for a bit, and you work in kids ministry here for a bit, and then you do this thing, and then you go there, and you come back, and then you go on a mission trip, and you come back, and then you talk to an older person, and they're like, well, what do you want to do? And you've already done so many things. You know, just because us, our generation is consumed with uh, ex- uh, like experiences. Yeah. So you experience so many things and you have a lot of passions and you're very talented. And you're like, well, I don't, where do I fit in? And um, to, you know, to those people, I'll just say, like, stick around, you know, stick around. You'll, you're going to, you're going to fit in somewhere. You're going to be, you're going to bounce somewhere. You're going to be moved somewhere. And that's, that's what's happened to me over and over. So, yeah. No, I think that's great advice. Yeah. I think they're going to take it. Man, it's it's fun. It's fun. I, yeah, I knew I liked you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is my last question. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, my uh, myself included, and all these kids here, would consider yourself um, a creative uh, a creative genius. So that being said, what advice would you offer to the students in the IPHC as they continue to grow in their gifts and talents? <sighs> oh man, creative genius. <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, oh, man. One would be keep making stuff. Keep making stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. There's there's just, they say the, the 10,000 hours rule. I don't know how real that is. You know, you become better after doing something for 10,000 hours. Uh, yeah, just keep making stuff, man. And don't be, don't be ashamed to put it out. I think, yeah, there is this they're like the bar has been set so high by the people we watch i think we all watch you know like vloggers and creators and we follow people who are they're just killing it and their lives are perfect and they're jumping off of helicopters and they're in buildings and they're skydiving and there's kind of like well you know what kind of content can i make or whatever and it's just man just make stuff have have fun make stuff um two would be have be have a great attitude have a great attitude um especially i i don't know for Every, well, I've worked in a church, so I know this for a fact, but everybody kind of go- gossips. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but we're, we're always talking about bragging about each other. And um, we're not saying two negative things about each other, but your work ethic will stand out if you're a hard worker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if it's not, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, well, let's not put him there. Let's not use him here. And let's, let's not call him this time. So yeah, especially just in the arts, in, in in the media, you know, for a matter of fact, yeah, people people gossip. So having a good attitude and being at the places and being honest is very important. And uh, and three, I would say, man, work with people that are smarter than you. <laughs> That's a good one. Is be around people, not even work, just be around people that are smarter than you. And this goes back to uh, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. I remember doing video, making videos in Tanzania growing up, and I thought, just I was the best, just the best. I'm killing it. I'm great. And I'd show these videos to my dad, and I'd talk about all these plans that I have, and he'd be like, you know, you're good because, you know, you're the smartest person in your group that you're working with. And I thought, 
yeah, duh. You know what I mean? Of course, dude. Yeah, of course. It is like, you know, work with people who are smarter than you. And uh, yeah. And then, yeah, I started doing that. You know, I didn't start doing that. God bless me, you know, kind of being in a in media in Greenville. I ended up meeting people who were super smart and super talented and gifted. And it was just one of those things where, you know, we we bounced into each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we started making stuff. So, I mean, like I think of Brian French, who is the director of photography um, of VeggieTales, and my friend Robert Thorell, who directed VeggieTales, and uh, Tony Palacino, and uh, who was who helped set design for VeggieTales and all these other things. Um, my friend Zach Millsaps and all these other PD, all these people who I've worked with. It's just been one of those things where being in the community, you 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 have a good attitude. You're learning. You're putting in your your time. You're making content, and uh, you end up meeting people who are just super talented. And not viewing them as a threat, but, you know, just teaming up with them and going, hey, can we make something? You know, can I help you with something? Can you help me with something? Who else needs help? Do you know anybody else needing help? And you do a lot of free work. I tell people that I worked for my, the, one of the main reasons why I got into um, the company that I worked for in Greenville. I did a short film with a friend, uh, my friend Zach couple years ago he was in college I was in college he was like hey do you want to be in this film that I wrote called sales and I was like yeah yeah I'll do it and uh, he you know I went over we ate little Caesars pizza and we drank soda and we made this film and uh yes yeah, just been one of those films it didn't do too well online you know what I mean not like millions of views yeah you know a couple thousand views and our, our friends who watched it in Greenville there were a lot of people I mean I ended up getting hired through a guy, um, through a guy who watched that video, you know that short film, and I made nothing off that video, but I have made thousands times. You know, not that I'm rich, I'm not rich, but that video has paid off immensely. Um, yeah, just being collaborating with a guy on a Saturday because I was free. You know, I think that's just one of those things that I look back on it. And I even t I was telling my friend, he was texting me the other day. Zach was texting me and I was like, dude, I could cry because he sent me the video. I was like, oh, it's been three years or something. So, man, I was like, dude, that launched that launched me. You know what I mean? Like, that was the thing. And he was like, yeah, man, that's it's crazy. But yeah. So what did I say? Just to recap was, yeah, have a good attitude. Uh, work hard. Have a good attitude. attitude um, and then yeah man get around people who are who are geniuses man that's awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like just play at this point people think oh you, everything you do is awesome like man i am like i feel like not even like a qb but occasionally i'll like i'll hut the ball to somebody you know what i mean and they'll go okay you do this and you do that and then we'll have something like the homeschool anthem or veggie tales or chick-fil-a song and it looks so cool and, and i'm like cool thanks i'm glad you like it but I didn't do that alone. I couldn't have done that alone. There, are, you know, my producer Andrew Simmons, who produced, you know, Chick Fil A song, and then I also was like, "Hey, I want to remix the VeggieTales song. Just take that tuba and flip it," and uh, he did. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. I don't know how to do that. But teaming up with people, just collaborating yeah. with people who are just so smart, man, is it's fun. That's cool. So where can people find you on social media? Where can they find you on YouTube? Uh, how can they connect with you on social media? Yeah. So I am uh, the channel that I that I help facilitate is After School Program. It's on YouTube. Check us out. Um, also, just check out whatever video you've seen, Church Aerobics or Reggie Tales Remix. Just Google it. We come up. 
I'm glad that we have that prime real estate on Google now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pay for that, but I guess people have searched it so much that it kind of comes up. So I'm excited about that. I am Shama, the number four reels with a Z, Shama for reels on Instagram and Twitter. Check me out. Let's, let's keep up with each other. Yeah. So follow, uh, follow, follow, <laughs> follow your boy. <laughs> Follow Shama on, uh, we'll, we'll put all that information in the show notes. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being a part of youth quest. Um, we hope to see you around for the, for the next few years. For sure. All right.